Welcome to Dog Boy Adventures, a podcast about the superhero book series by Bill Meeks. That's me. Dog Boy, a.k.a. Bronson Black, is Colta City's 13-year-old superhero. In Dog Boy Adventures, he solves crimes, fights bad guys, and searches for the answers behind his strange powers. Let's get started. Hi, uh, I'm Bill Meeks, uh, the writer of uh, various dog boy adventures, uh, basically uh, prose uh, books about a teenage superhero named Dog Boy. And I'm here to talk to you, uh, along with my uh, audio producer uh, for them, about how to do an audiobook uh, and publish it out to Audible and iTunes by using a a company uh, that Amazon runs called ACX. now, like I like I said, you know, I I write the dog boy books and stuff, and we've been doing those for for several months now. And I thought, you know, a lot of my friends they they prefer to listen to audio uh, content in general, podcast or you know YouTube videos while they're watching something else and kind of glance over at it. In specifically audio books, so I thought it would be a really good way to kind of you know spread the no- news of dog boy i guess and uh get 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 some more people uh enjoying the stories and i uh to do that i ended up hooking up with a great audio producer voice actor etc cetera, etc cetera. uh nathan how you doing nathan i'm doing great i'm doing great uh thanks for having me on here i'm you know really excited to talk about this it was it was a new experience for me too so it was uh, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our, it, both of a fair warning. Uh, it was our both of our first times using ACX, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I think we actually uh, we got really good people. So I don't know if we're going to be able to help anyone too much as far as like troubleshooting. <laughs> I don't know bad <laughs> bad working relationships or something. So we had a great one. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, Nathan, to start, why don't you go ahead and uh, give people some idea of your background as a as a audio actor, producer, etc. Uh, well, uh, thank you. Uh, I um, been working uh, as I was uh, talking to you a little bit uh, a little bit ago. I've been doing acting for a good good amount of time ever since I was in high school. Um, I've been doing community theater for almost uh, over ten years now, maybe even close mm-hmm. to fifteen. Oh, man, What's your favorite going... role you ever had? Oh, geez, uh, that would have to be the cook in Mother Courage and Her Children. Very um, nice, uh, Brecht, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Bertolt Brecht, and uh, that was. Uh, that was a fun role. That was an awesome role. And we did, um, uh, I had a song in it and I basically did it like Ralph crammed it. Uh, so, which was really funny. Um, and I, and I just really enjoyed uh, playing that role. And it was actually the first role that my wife and I worked on a show together. So my future wife at the time. So that was, uh, that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bre- Breck's fun. And it, it kind of lends itself to a lot of that kind of uh, poking through the, uh, fourth wall and uh, referencing a lot of current culture and stuff too. Yeah, uh, we did a uh, wait. Uh, Good Woman of Sets one in college. Okay, okay. We did a lot of stuff like that. Like uh, one of the big numbers we did is like uh, the Chumba Wumba tub thumping song. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we. Okay. Uh, I was I was just gonna say yeah we had a we had a local composer uh, compose uh, the song that I did and uh, it ended up being. It, I felt I enjoyed it the most because I was singing it, um, but uh, but everybody else in the cast had a lot of fun with it because they were doing all this goofy stuff behind me as I'm doing the solo, which was which was a lot of a lot of great fun. So yeah, that was awesome. Oh yeah, well uh, you know, and I, I've I've screamed this from every hilltop I possibly can, but uh, you know, the character work you did in the audiobook was just excellent, mm-hmm. and it very clearly delineated even with. 
you know, uh, characters that were the same sex or the same age thereabouts. You found, you found a good way to kind of separate them, and it sounded uh, just like I had them in my head. But I, I guess we'll talk uh, specifically <laughs> about uh, the books we work or the books we are working on and have worked on together mm-hmm. uh, here in a couple of minutes. But I, I wanted to start with uh, just going through the basic process of how to, uh, you know, get your if you're a writer, uh, get your project started over on ACX. Now uh, the website's acx.com. You go there, uh, you set it up. If you ha- already have an Amazon account, boom, uh, yeah, you're, you're all set up, ready to go. You'll just have to fill in some contact information, some tax information. And uh, probably the f- most important thing you need to get started is you need to have uh, published a book. Uh, which, you know, obviously uh, you have to design the universe, then you can make a sandwich or whatever that is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, you need you need to have had a book published, and I believe I it's been you know a couple months since we started everything, but uh, I believe it needs to be published uh, through Amazon site, and uh, from there uh, you just go in, you search for your book, you pick the right entry, and it sets up a project for you, and it's kind of a you know yeah you can set up uh, specific criteria and stuff like that that you want like in the in the description for the project, and then it basically puts it out there for. Uh, anyone uh, to audition for. I, and there are a couple ways you can get people uh, to audition for you. Uh, one way is they have a really uh, full-featured search engine where you can break it down by uh, sex, by age, by uh, accent, by the types of characters, by the types of stuff they do. Like if you want someone who has like a very, I don't know, non-fictiony voice, <laughs> you can delineate <laughs> that way. And you can go out there and... Uh, if, in my ignorance, I initially went out there and I threw offers out to people, but they, I guess it's not the way to do it. <laughs> uh, basically, what you want to do is you want to go out there and you want to ask people to audition for your thing. And uh, you can give them, you know, a little information about it and, you know, basically pitch them, hey, you should come work with me on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they come in and they audition for it. And then you can review the auditions. You can set them up as like, don't like, maybe, et cetera, et cetera, until you find the, the guy you want. I, or as I, I believe it worked out with me and Nathan, sometimes people will come, you'll, they'll stumble across your project and they'll just audition for it. You, that, that was the way it worked out with us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, um, actually, it was. Uh, there were two when I first signed up on ACX. There were two things that said you should audition for these two things, and one was another thing that I auditioned for and didn't get. But the other was yours, was Dogboy, and I was like, oh, let me try, let me try this. You know, kids books, I'm good with that. Or like young adult books, I'm good with that. So that's how that happened. <laughs> Excellent. Wait, well, uh, thank you, ACX, for. Now, now uh, once you've picked your producer, uh, well, you know, obviously you get the audition, you review it, and once you pick them, it, it's pretty easy to set up. You just set up a basic, and we did it very loosely as far as the timetable. Ta- I never told Nathan this, but he could have he could have been a month late. I wouldn't have really cared. <laughs> but, uh, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all the time I could have spent doing something else. <laughs> But, you know, you set up a very loose timetable time for delivery. There's two major deliverables uh, for it, and that's the first 15 minutes, which uh, for uh, yeah, Danger on Liberty Pier, for example, was like the first chapter and some change or something like yeah. that. And uh, then the second one is the full, uh, you know, draft of the book. And you're, all, you're also going to need to set up uh, uh, the, the way you want to do payment. ACX has a couple of, of really uh, good ways to do this. Uh, one is you can pay outright, uh, you know, the... the uh, 
producer will have an hourly rate or a rate per, I don't know, words or whatever. Uh, but they'll have like a specific rate you can kind of base it on and extrapolate out from. Or you can do something called a revenue share, which is uh, what me and Nathan did, where basically I it, it makes you kind of partners in the business of your book, you know? <laughs> Uh, because yeah, basically, basically how it is, obviously, uh, ACX, Audible, Amazon, whoever, they take their cut. And then what's left over of the pie, uh, you split evenly uh, with with your producer. So, uh, yeah, yeah, which is good because, you know, you know not only does, uh, you know, especially when you're starting out like me or Nathan and you're trying to build a portfolio or a catalog in the case of the writer, uh, you know, it can save some money plus it gives you somebody out there who it will not maybe not quite as invested in the project as you are I, a lot more invested than they would be if you were like here take uh take this money and i get one revision and i hope it turns out okay <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so so i that's that's the basics of how it went down uh, for me anyway from the writer side and like i said everything working with nathan was great it, it's been fun working with him we even uh found out uh, partway along the way that we're even fans of some of the same podcasts and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, what was it we were talking about? Uh, Kennywood. Yeah, Kennywood. Yeah, that, that's right. I forgot about that. I grew up in Pittsburgh. So, you know, Kennywood was where I went to every summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I lived up there. So <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nathan, do you want to talk for a couple minutes about uh, what it's like from uh, the producer side? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, basically what – uh, ACX is, and it, it's funny because I actually wasn't aware of ACX um, in in the, the capacity that it, it works. Um, uh, what what happened was I had known about it for some of the resources because it has it has a lot of like you know this um, uh, some kind of facts and figures and that kind of thing uh, for voice actors for an audiobook kind of way. Um, so whenever I would search for stuff, it would bring up ACX and I would go, oh, okay, this must be an educational site, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, I received an email from um, uh, from a, um, uh, a listener of, of my podcast that said, hey, have you tried ACX? And I went, I've been there, but I don't, what are you talking about? And he came back and said, Oh, it's a, it's a, a voiceover marketplace for audiobooks." And I was like, are you kidding? This is awesome. So I looked into it and it's actually a really great from a voiceover um, artist perspective and a producer's perspective, because unlike a lot of other um, uh, uh, voiceover marketplaces, it's free, um, which, you know, like you've got others like voices.com and voices123.com, which there's, it's a pay, it's pay to play. Um, yeah. so this is, this is great for just specifically audiobooks. So basically you just, you just sign up like you would on any of the other sites. You create your, uh, um, your profile and it's all the basic stuff you give, you give examples of what you've done in the past. You upload uh, demos, any demos that you may have. In fact, I need to update mine. Um, but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's basic a profile setup. And then, and then like, like we, like we mentioned, you just audition, you just go in and you audition. And so that's what I did. Um, and you, like I said, yours was actually the second audition that I had done. Um, and, uh, and then, and like you said, with the royalty share and the upfront payment, um, there's there's actually a, a little bit of um, wariness uh, with some voiceover actors about royalty share because there there is an inherent risk in it. Um, but one of the things that it does say in ACX that that made a lot of sense to me, and that is you should do you should try to do a mixture um, because the upfront payments are going to pay your bills today, the royalty share is going to pay your bills tomorrow. 
you know, or the next, and on and on. And that made a lot of sense to me. So, um, so that's why I said I would do both. Um, though I thought I had said I'd do both. It wasn't until you messaged me and said, do you do royalty shares? And I went, oh, I do. Yeah. Why don't I click this? Yeah, because you had auditioned, and I was like, oh, he's awesome. I'm going to go check out his profile. No royalty share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was totally oversight on my part. Um, but, uh, but yes. Let you know, there, there's also kind of that barrier to entry for, you know, uh, people that you might potentially work with as a producer, too, because, <laughs> you know, they have to have written a book. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you're not getting random people from I don't know uh, ex Bekistan or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just trying to get you to read something about uh, aphrodisiac pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been there. <laughs> okay. Oh, trust trust me, Nathan. I, I, I was a freelancer for many years. Sometimes, you know, I pick up a, a stray voiceover gig here and there to pay the bills. So much stuff like that. So much. Mm-hmm. Act, I've actually archived a lot of it. A lot of the more embarrassing <laughs> stuff to maybe like throw out there someday. Just, Look at this way stuff I had to do. Ah. Yeah, I'm starting to do that right now myself. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah. File. Yeah. Well, I told, I told you I do blooper files. I'm gonna have to do a, an old old uh, embarrassment file as well. <laughs> the things that I once did. Um, so, anyways, uh, so yeah. So as as you said, you know, you you do the first 15 minutes, and then you wait for the rights holder to approve it. Um, that is actually in the production process the easiest part um, because producing 15 the first 15 minutes of an audio book doesn't take a long time. Now, yeah. when you have to do the last, <laughs> the last bit, <laughs> that's when you're like, oh, my God. Um, and, uh, and that was something I mentioned um, earlier about, like, what, what I did differently between Danger on Liberty Pier and then now I'm currently working on Den of Thieves. Mm-hmm. With Danger on Liberty Pier, what I did was uh, I was so worried um, that, the, that the fidelity of the files, that the, the, the sound – I wanted to make sure it sounded the same, which is very important. And ACX does put a lot on that. Um, so I recorded everything at first. So I like I made sure I recorded from beginning to end, um, which was, you know, it worked out great. But then I had eight hours of raw audio to process. Yeah. And then a whole I, lot of boring, right? <laughs> oh, my God. God, um, yeah, I, I will, I will admit, editing is not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> um, and when you edit a file, you know, if you've done voiceover, you know, like mm-hmm. one hour will take three to four hours to process, give or take. So, oh, yeah. you know, so, um, so that means eight hours. You know, do the math. You're doing almost a full day's work just editing. Um, yes. I, I actually, uh, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you. Uh, when I was getting ready to release *Den of Thieves*, I actually recorded like, I, well, I recorded the entire book as an audiobook as I was doing the oh, last really? read through. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the last edit. So, you know, there are some, there are some differences. Uh, but what you call it, it just, it, it, but it got to the point where I was at either having to take a night to edit the podcast or a night to work on doing the actual book release. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, okay, I can't do this anymore. It's just insane. Yeah, it, it, it takes up so much time. But, um, uh, but yeah, so, so what, what I'm actually doing with, um, with Den of Thieves, I'm doing it slightly different um, because after you get that, you get that eight hours of audio recorded or it was for Danger and Liberty Pier. I turned around and now I have all this editing to do. And like, I'm literally looking at this and going, okay, you know, um, I, I'm going to be, 
be spending eight hours a day for the next couple of days working on these on these files. So instead of doing that, I decided this time I'm going to do it chapter by chapter. And I've set up my booth enough that the fidelity does pretty much stay the same. I just need to make sure that I listen to the previous chapter just to get my voice in the same in the, in the vocal space. And then once I do that, then I'm good to go. Um, and that's actually working out a little better because then I record a chapter, edit the chapter, record the next chapter, edit that chapter, and it's been working out really well for that. So Yeah, you, you can break it up into smaller bits uh, yeah. so it doesn't get too overwhelming, which is good. <laughs> exactly. So, and then my writing, geez, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so, and, then, and then you just wait for, for the, the approval of the files uh, once you submit them, and then you wait for ACX to approve them, and then... It's it's good to get us. So it's pretty easy. In fact, I got a, a voiceover, another voice, a voiceover friend of mine, um, or a friend of a friend actually, into ACX, and she she messaged me. Um, I she asked me about ACX. I I gave her the rundown, pretty much, basically what I just did, and. Three days later, she messaged me back and said, "I'm doing my first audiobook. Thank you so much." I was like, "That was fast, <laughs> you know." Oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing. It just how quickly you can get get a project going on there is really yeah. nice too. And you yeah. you know, like we said before too, it's like and I think it's just to kind of beef up kind of the indie content on Audible, but it's working out for everybody because mm-hmm. it seems like ACX is just they're really just trying to be a meeting place for new writers and new readers. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, it, it, like like I said before too, as, as a writer, uh, you know, anything you can do to kind of get the word out there is a good thing. And some pe- a lot of people don't read anymore. Like I, I mean, yeah. it's not quite as much as that April Fool's NPR story <laughs> a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Was <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Uh, if people out there haven't heard it, basically what they did is they did a story that was like, you know, nobody reads anymore. I forget it was some percentage or something. And uh, they on their they put it on their Facebook, and a ton of people commented. People, I think people even commented on the main article page. And it turns mm-hmm. out it was a fake article, just saying this is an April Fool's joke. We just wanted to see how many people will comment on the headline without reading the story. <laughs> and it was tons. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, when I saw that, I was laughing. That that's how you do an April Fool's joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, make a point with it, right? Yeah, exactly. I one one thing I didn't were were there some uh, issues with like the levels or something on Danger on Liberty Pier? Yeah, there was, um, and I was actually kind of worried about this. Uh, par- I was partially worried because um, uh, now I had done I had done other audiobooks and I've I've done other work on other voiceover marketplaces, but something. Mm-hmm. Uh, about ACX that hits you as a as a producer right away when you're when you're checking it out, they stress how the level of quality they're looking for. They're looking for a very high level of quality um, for their recordings. And as as some as a voice actor working out of my home, there's always that little thing in the back of my head going, "Is your mic good enough? Is your booth good enough? Is your software good enough is your you know and mm-hmm. so i was worried and you know and do you know enough to, to 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 make sure this works and um i was worried that uh that they would get rejected just based on they were like ah you're crap you're not getting it you know um but uh but what what actually happened was it was a little bit of a rookie mistake on my part i had put the i had processed the files but i hadn't processed them enough 
Um, I hadn't put them through enough of the, the filtering and the processing, the mastering basically. Um, and I didn't have my levels. Uh, I didn't have my, um, uh, the, the sliders, particularly in the equalizer and in the hard limiter, um, yeah. which, which the voice actors out there know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, I didn't have the, the dials and switches turned just right. So what I did was Bob turned to the fliggity widget. Exactly. Exactly. So you've done this before. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the terminology. Um, but yeah, the, um, uh, uh, so what I did was when they when they sent an email after you had approved the files and they sent the email to us, I immediately contacted them and said, okay, here's what I did. What do I need to do? And so that way I can get because not only are they do they stress how high a quality they want, they're very specific about what they want. So it's not it's not like you know it's almost like because they want they want these files to be able to be put on an iPod easily and and you know or put you know like streamed and that kind of thing so they want the quality very high but not too high because if you go too high then it's going to be too much for them to get them back down so um yeah. so there so I said what what do you, what do you need is basically what I said to them and they came back told me gave gave me every laid everything out for me and then I went and got made that happen basically. So that's basically what happened there. So you just need to be very careful when you are working with them, understand what they need and to try to avoid that um, uh, from the get go is to like, look into like, look into what they want, which is what I had done. I just thought I was giving it to them and didn't realize I wasn't. So, so that's kind of what happened there. But I, and, and this leads into our, our, our last point uh, really mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, you worked with uh, kind kind of the uh, help help desk uh, with yes. them too, as have I, and they are very helpful. They're very responsive and very personable. I found they were awesome. I I um like I would I asked them a couple of questions, and almost every time they said, "Okay, you will receive a a, a message within 24 hours." Two hours later, I had a message from a sound engineer saying, "This is what you need. This is what you need to do." I was like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, this is amazing!" Yeah, they're awesome, top notch. <laughs> Oh yeah, and uh, so a couple things I, I wanted to point out uh, for writers, and and I think pre, uh, one of them works for producers too. A, a couple of things that you'll need to contact them on if if you want to get them to happen. Uh, you, you know, like I said, you need a you. I, I'm pretty fairly certain you need a book on Amazon uh, to kind of use the surface service and uh, filter through the service. Uh, but uh, if you want if you want the audio book to show up on the same page as your ebook or your physical book. Like this physical book, Danger and Liberty Fair. Got to got to hold the product up every once in a while. Uh, but, but you'll have to email. Um, you'll have to email uh, both uh, Writer Central o- over at Amazon and the ACX team, and they can both uh, help kind of get those all linked together. And then the ACX team can actually get uh, your Amazon reviews showing up on the Audible page. So you know if you have if you have some reviews cached over there, I, it'll just move them right over, and those will actually be the default reviews people see when they go to look at your book on Audible. Which you know if if you've been doing well with reviews on Amazon, is going to be very helpful to you mm-hmm. as far as you know appearing legit. All that <laughs> kind of stuff. And uh, something else you can get a hold of uh, through ACX after after the audiobooks published and everything, they'll send you a, a fair amount. I think it's usually 10 to 25 uh, promo codes that you can send out to reviewers. You can give to people to give away as promos, uh, you know, for a podcast or something like that. And 
I, so so uh, those are those are a couple of things that you'll have to contact them through the website directly about. After, it's not part of the automated process at all, unfortunately. But a couple of things that they do for for us, the writers, the producers, that you're definitely going to want to look into. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. Yeah, that, I think that's uh, the, our main discussion points. We did have a couple questions here, real quick. Um, I, I, and I, for, I forget her name. I forgot to put it in here, but someone over on Google Plus submitted a, a couple questions to us, and, and she, she had a couple here. One, she says, should you hire an actor or can you do it yourself? Uh, you can definitely record it yourself. As Nathan was talking about, though, you have to make sure to adhere to you know the strict audio guidelines that they have, and you might have to work with them to kind of get that short up towards the end. But if you have the, if you have the talent or the want and you have the equipment, yeah, you can definitely do it yourself and uh, still get your uh, book uh, put out through audible iTunes, etc. Although yeah, part in part of the reason I tried, tried to find someone to do it for me. Cause you know, like I said, in my day job, I do some voiceover and stuff like that. It's just the sense of collaboration. Uh, it, it, it can mm-hmm. be just rewarding in and of itself, but it can also kind of elevate the product. Yeah, I, I, I really like the book, Danger on Liberty Pier, Hold Up the Product. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really like how it came out and everything, but I, Nathan, Nathan's performance just added a whole other dimension to it. It was, like, it was almost like, in one sense, listening to an old familiar story because, you know, <laughs> pretty familiar with it. In another sense, a completely different take on it. Which, you know, so, so that's, that's good in and of itself. And two, it, you know, especially when you're new writing, you want to put as much of your free time as you can into the actual writing. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, an audiobook can be a great promo. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's not necessarily the best use of your time when you're trying to get as many titles out there and build kind of a catalog mm-hmm. as, as quickly as you can. And yeah, you know, everything feeds onto each other and uh, yin yang. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's see. <laughs> Well, and can, can, can I just add something real quick on that? Yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. I, I talk real quick. Oh, no, um, uh, the with with whether you should hire an actor or do it yourself. One thing to be careful with is if what I would do is if you're an author and you're you're thinking about maybe doing it yourself. If you've never acted before and you've never done anything like this, mm-hmm. try recording it. Not recording the whole thing, maybe record a chapter or something, and then have the most straightforward, blunt friend you have listen to it, (laughs) and then tell, and then have them say to you like what they would change or that sort of thing. Because as even though these characters are in your head and you know exactly how they would sound and exactly how they would be, if you're not an actor, it's not going to come across and it will hurt you in the long run. So I just want to throw that out there too. So. Yeah, yeah, you'll end up with you know an inferior product, and uh, you, you know like like you were saying with the friend, even even if that friend you get that friend and they come back to you telling you it's great and you don't have that experience, I'd go find an enemy or something. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, if, if if you're if you're not into doing this kind of work, there there's going to be some weaknesses there that either mm-hmm. someone's going to be afraid to tell you or someone's going to. I, I don't know, not want to offend you or something. In you need honest feedback if you want to grow. <laughs> too. Yes, very much, very much. And uh, let's see, I there was one more question here about red flags. I'm trying to think. Uh, have you had any uh, kind of like I don't know misconnections or something uh, while while you've been trying to get work on ACX? Nothing. Um, nothing really that big. In fact, uh, if anything, ACX 
has had, I think because of, like you said, the must have a book that's already on Amazon, must, you know, that sort of thing. It's, um, I really can't think of anything that, like, like of all the, the of the auditions I've done and, and the, the folks I've looked at, none of them have looked shady, as it were. Now, in almost every other marketplace, I've, I've found some shady folks, but because of the way ACX is set up, there really isn't there doesn't really seem to be much of um, uh, a lot of, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of shysters on there because they can't, you get, you don't get, you don't get the money as a producer until everybody's approved and everybody's happy. You don't, you know, you can't get uh, people to audition for you until you have a book on there. They, they're pretty solid. They're pretty tight on there. So. The the one thing I noticed just uh, from a couple people sending in auditions and stuff is some people were, I, like they acknowledged that you had put it up for royalty share, uh, you, you know, as the way you wanted to pay it. And they were saying, no, send me like seven hundred dollars. You know, so that just be careful. Don't click accept on anything until you read it thoroughly. But I mean, that's yeah. just life advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, like I said, uh, me and Nathan uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago put out uh, the audiobook for Danger on Lit Dog Boy, Danger on Liberty Pier, a dog boy adventure, uh, which you can find on Audible. And as we also said, uh, Nathan is currently recording Dog Boy Den of Thieves, also mm-hmm. uh, going to be up on Audible very soon. And uh, you can get more information about Dog Boy Adventures, the stories, uh, the stories behind the stories, etc., at dogboyadventures.com. And uh, you can keep an eye on anything I'm doing at meeksmixmedia.com and follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, Nathan, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me. They can find me on Twitter at the Slackjaw, um, and or you can also find me on my website www.nathanbadyvo.com. Uh, you also can check out my podcast, uh, which is uh, the Slackjaw Voiceover Blogspot.com, and I do it's a it's a it's a podcast about it's a uh, about me being new to voiceover. I've been doing it for just a little under a year now, and I'm kind of it's for other folks who are kind of in the same boat as I am uh, doing yeah, it for the to an episode of it when we first uh, hooked up, and I, oh, awesome. I enjoyed it. So awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and then, uh, and then the only other thing I want to mention, I'm also on the service called Fiverr. Um, so if you have any little prop projects or anything, that's Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Um, and I'm the Slack Jaw there as well. So if you need a little bit of a short voiceover project that isn't exactly an audiobook, you would go there to have me do it for you. So. <laughs> Excellent, and I highly suggest it. Uh, they on, on this same YouTube channel, this video's on there. There's a five-minute sample, like the first five or five minutes or something of Danger on Liberty Pier. Just go in, listen, listen to Nathan's voice work and his character work and everything. Phenomenal. If you if you need anything, I highly recommend uh, going his way. And I uh, well, I, I guess uh, thank you, Nathan, for uh, joining me for well, this thank discussion. You. And I have no idea how to end this, so you know what? I, th- I think we should just both wave wildly and weirdly at the camera, and then I'll hit the button. You can get more information about Dog Boy Adventures at dogboyadventures.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at Dog Boy Books. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.